All right. So hello, Genesis Church and everybody that's watching. This is part two of our series on core beliefs. We're doing the conversation series on core beliefs or doctrines, basically what we believe and how that affects your life and how that can make your life better or make your life worse if you've got some some bad beliefs. So just to quickly recap um, what we talked about in part one, we talked about how everyone has a doctrine or everyone has a set of core beliefs, whether you think you do or not, you do have a set of core beliefs that kind of govern your life. Um, we talked about how good core beliefs or, or good doctrine without application or without putting that into practice is bad, but also putting things into practice without good doctrine or good core beliefs is also bad. And then we kind of took some time to go over um, a very bird's eye summary of Genesis Church's core beliefs. And so this week we're talking about how core beliefs impact your life and how good core beliefs can help to, to kind of protect your life and things like that. Um, and then after this one, we'll start talking about the, uh, the actual core beliefs of Genesis Church. And that's where we're going to actually have some special guests come in. We're going to have a few professors from different seminaries um, that are coming in to help us talk about those and to kind of give a, um, let's, let's go with the word more professional opinion. Is that, is that fair? Um, we, we have, we know the Bible and we know the core beliefs, but it will be nice to get someone in that teaches them you know, to students to come in and help us talk. Jeff, save me here, man. I'm well, I'm you know, the fast. deal is, is that, <clears throat> well, I, I don't know if most, I don't, I don't think most people know what I'm about to say. And I'm not saying this, you know, to brag or anything. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you know, okay. I used to teach at a, a Bible college called Heritage Bible College in Alabama. I just did it you know a class here and a class there and i want to tell you when you teach uh bible classes um it causes you to know more i mean it just does you know and so the guys that we're having come in they've been teaching theology core beliefs theology doctrine uh for several years and when you teach this over and over and over again and get the kind of questions that you get from students uh and from people who are serious about studying, I mean, serious students asking some deep, tough questions, you're just going to know more. I mean, it's just, that's just the way it works. And so when these guys come in, I mean, they may have a PhD, you know, attached to their name, but I mean, it's specialized in, you know, with experience and they know the word and they're going to be able to know some of the nuances, some things more than us. And so specifically, uh, just to uh, let some folks know here, uh, actually next week, we will have our first guest, and that is Dr. Anthony Barker from King's College in New York. That's Anthony Bradley, I believe there. But we'll just pretend that you. Oh no, you're right. You know, you're. I wrote it down wrong. You're right. It's, it's Anthony Bradley. Maybe he won't watch this. Dr. Bradley might. It's not Dr. Come Bradley. On yeah. That. Okay, so one of the things I want to ask him when we're, when we don't forget this is, uh, I mean, he's in New York. I want I want to get his take on this COVID-19 a little bit too. And so, and we're actually going to have him for a couple of episodes. So we're not just going to have 30 minutes with him. We're actually going to have him for a couple of weeks. And so yeah. uh, that's good. And then after him, um, uh, we're going to have uh, Dr. Jeffrey Bingham. And uh, I love that first name, Dr. Jeffrey. 
Anyway, um, he is from Southwest uh, Baptist Theological Seminary. And both these guys, they are professors of theology. And they teach other things, but, uh, but they are, are professors of theology. And so we're going to pick their brain a little bit. Uh, with Dr. Uh, Bradley <clears throat> from King's College, uh, we're actually going to be talking to him about the doctrine of Scripture. You know, where did it come from? Is it reliable? Authorita is it authoritative? You know, that's kind of how does how do we learn from it? Those kinds of things. Uh, and then with uh, Dr. Um, Bingham, we're going to talk to him about uh, the doctrine of salvation and uh, how do you get saved? Can you lose your salvation? You know, that kind of thing. What happens at salvation? You know, you know, stuff like that. And if you have any questions about the doctrine of scripture or the doctrine of salvation, shoot them to us. And we'll see if we can plug them into these uh, professors when they when they join us. Yeah, and I'll say we are we are shamelessly using the fact that schools are canceled because because these guys have actually put out publicly um, a couple times that they're like, hey, we'll come on your podcast if anybody's got some. We're like, okay, because they they've had to cancel all their speaking engagements, and so we are using them. And they are using us to fill boredom, so we're, <laughs> we're helping each other out here, and so um, we'll make this work. But it, it should be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward yeah. to talking to them. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> also, if you're curious about some questions that you might want to ask, head over to our website, go to about us, and then go to our beliefs, um, or what I believe it says what we believe on the website. If you hover over about us, I think it's what we believe, um, and read through the entire paragraph on that scripture and salvation and maybe you'll come up with something just from from looking at that so well, and also if you go there you'll see that you'll you'll see the doctrines we're going we call them yep. core beliefs but you're going to see the doctrines we're going to be talking about right. uh because that's what we're actually going through so right uh so, all right so are we ready yeah, to dive into this about, or yeah let's talk about how these biblical core beliefs impact your life okay so we got started with this a little bit last uh week you know as chris was uh, summarizing for us. And, you know, and the Bible talks about how we are to watch our life and doctrine closely because they go together. One impacts the other in, in some ways. And so uh, one of the ways that the doctrine, doctrines, core beliefs, theology uh, helps us is that biblical core beliefs help me to know God better. Okay, so I, I, that's, I know that's very simple sounding, uh, but there is some meat and some depth to that statement. Um, so if you find what God does or doesn't do frustrating uh, or confusing, sometimes irritating, uh, it's probably because you don't have a good understanding of who he is. Uh, because if you understand him better, you understand why he does and does not do certain things, or even why he says certain things in the Bible and doesn't say certain things in the Bible, you know, you know all this kind of stuff. So, uh, again, when you understand the doctrine of God and the doctrine of humanity, uh, then life begins to make a lot more sense. So, I mean, I'm just picking two doctrines here, and I want to give you some examples of how uh, if you know your biblical core beliefs, if you know doctrine, it helps you to know God better. And uh, so, for example, the doctrine of God answers questions like, does God know everything? 
if he knows everything, then why doesn't he stop all the bad things? If God is good, then why do bad things happen? I mean, the doctrine of God answers all this. If God is loving, then why does he allow people to go to hell? Again, the, if you understand who, who, the nature and the attributes of God, it helps you, know, you answer these questions that can be very frustrating to folks. You know, where did God come from? Well, the doctrine of God answers that. How powerful is God? How does he, how does he talk to me? You know, all this stuff. And so, uh, I mean, that's just one example. Let me give you one more. Like the doctrine of humanity. Okay, that's one of our core beliefs. Answers questions like this. What is my purpose? <laughs> you know, uh, why, do, and why do I sin? You know, uh, why do others hurt me? Uh, why do I hurt others? You know, how can I, how can I be forgiven? How can I honor God? You know, where did humans come from? You know, it is the doctrine of humanity. Uh, and so again, if you know your doctrines, you know them well, the doctrines answer the majority of big life questions that you have. And that's why we're going through uh, the series to help you at least get started in becoming deeper or more knowledgeable uh, of these doctrines. Again, the Bible says, watch your life and doctrine closely, okay? And if you do, you'll, you'll know God better and you'll understand life a whole lot better. Uh, Chris, do you got anything to add to that one? Yeah, that was great. Um, you know, talking about it, answering questions, you know, you're right. It'll answer the majority of questions. There's always some questions that we don't know. Right. And that's where I would just add, that's where it's really easy. So if you've got, you know, this knowledge here and this knowledge here, and then there's a little gap in between that's unanswered, it's really tempting to fill that gap with something we would call extra biblical. So something outside of the Bible. And that's really, you kind of have to watch those little gaps or those little cracks where we, you know, somebody will come up to me and ask, you know, how did this happen in the Bible? I don't know. And, and we have to kind of resist the temptation to fill those gaps with bad doctrine and, and just be willing to accept that we don't, we don't know some of those things. Right. So. Well, you know, when I was waiting for us to get uh, online to, had this conversation. Um, the uh, I, I'm reading a book. All right, R.C. Sproul. It's called Everyone's a Theologian, and you are. I don't care if you don't know anything th about the Bible. You are a theologian. You've got to believe about God in some way and, and about things like that. Well, anyway, uh, right before we came on here, um, uh, he started this section on the will of God in this chapter with Deuteronomy 29, 29, I want to read to you. Uh, the Bible says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the law. So now here's the thing. Uh, there's a lot going on there, but one of the big takeaways from that is, is that there are things that God has chosen to reveal to us. Like Chris, what you were talking about. And there are things that he has decided not to reveal. They are the hidden things, the mysterious things of God. And uh, you're not going to be able to know everything. But the major doctrines, like the ones we're talking about, as we go through them, they are going to answer the big major life questions that I hear all the time 
uh, from believers and non-believers. Um, I mean, so you're going to, you're just going to know and understand God better. Not going to know and understand everything about him, but man, he, he, he becomes sweeter and bigger and better. The more the doctrines you understand and know. And I would, I would say the, those things that go unanswered a lot of times I am, I, I I'm fairly convinced that sometimes God doesn't give us the answer to those because they're not that important. Oh, yeah. know, there are yeah. some things that you're going, I really want to know, you know, what Noah did with all the animal poop on the ark. Probably not that important. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. Hey, if you're enjoying that book, um, then I'll, I'll put it out as a recommendation for everybody. And then, you know, if they feel like reading it, another one I would really recommend on this subject is Tim Keller's the reason for God oh, that's covers good. a lot of those arguments about why would a loving God send people to hell? Why does right. God allow disasters? Things like that. Um, yeah. fantastic book. So. Yeah. Tim Keller highly recommend anything he writes, to be honest with you. Um, okay. So, uh, Chris, how much time have we already spent? <laughs> Oh, it's not bad. It's only 10 minutes, man. We're doing okay. We're doing better um, than you think. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, I'm looking at some of my notes here on this. Again, you know, we're we're covering stuff that just I've got too much to say. I mean, I really do, you know. Um All right, well, let's just move on. Uh, because I'm looking at that and I'm thinking I could spend 30 minutes all on right. where I'm looking at almost. No, you covered it well. Yep. Okay, so all right. Number two, another benefit um, that we want to highlight is biblical core beliefs protect me from pride. Okay, now, <clears throat> you know, this doesn't, I think some people see pride as just, eh, you know, I should be prideful, you know, and pride's not that big of a deal. You know, I should be proud of what I do. I mean, there's, there's healthy pride and unhealthy pride. Okay, uh, but without knowing it, uh, when we think our wisdom is better than God's wisdom, we're prideful, and that's bad, okay? In the face of God, we are being conceited, and even though we think we understand everything in reality, we understand nothing. So now this is why Paul uh, was saying, this is what Paul was saying in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. Listen carefully to what this says. Paul says, if anyone teaches false doctrine okay so we're talking about core we're trying to talk about healthy doctrine good doctrine okay if anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with the sound teaching that's that healthy doctrine of our lord jesus christ and with the teaching that promotes godliness he is conceited and understands nothing Okay, so that's, now that could create some frustration. So uh, Paul is saying, okay, look, there are some false doctrine out there. There are some false beliefs out there. And I want to say to you that every, now, okay, let me back up for just a moment. Every believer, all right, let me back up, every person, we all start off with false doctrine, 100%. And so we pick up core beliefs about spiritual things, about God, about the devil, about life, death, heaven, hell, all this stuff. We pick it up from, you know, sometimes our parents, sometimes movies, sometimes songs, sometimes we let our emotions define our theology and our core beliefs. And we have this false doctrine. And sometimes we have bad habits 
uh, when it comes to reading and studying and interpreting the scripture. And then we land in weird places when it, and we think we're backing it up with scripture and we're really not. And so uh, we want to stay away from the false doctrine and we want to have that sound teaching. But if we don't have that sound doctrine, uh, those core beliefs that are healthy, we are going to be conceited. Now, let me tell you what that means. You are not going to care what God has to say because your way makes more sense to you than God. And you're just going to do whatever you want to do because it has to logically make sense to you because your theology trumps God's theology. Does that make sense? And I think we have to be careful there and you become conceited and then you really don't understand anything. I mean, you don't understand humanity. You don't understand spiritual warfare. You don't understand God, Jesus, church, the Holy Spirit. It just begins to be this weird blur thing. Um, what do you think about it, Chris? You said everything I was going to say. Oh, wow. Look at that. It was, I mean, yeah. No, specifically just that that pride, that conceit leads us to leads us to do exactly what we think is best because nobody's way is as good as ours. And that's um yeah, perfect. Well, you know, and the thing is is that once once you go down the path of some bad doctrine, okay, and bad beliefs, it's it's going to produce some bad choices and bad lifestyle again um and that's you're just going to be conceited and i want to tell you there are some christians i'll be honest with you there are some christians i know man they know the bible you know what i'm saying and man they're arrogant about it <laughs> you know but one of the things that i noticed and i wasn't planning on mentioning this but i'm gonna go ahead and mention it because some of my um all right i'm gonna have so, to cut this out probably whenever jeff goes off the rails it's just bad <laughs> it's like what is that crazy man talking about um okay so back to first timothy chapter six verse three listen to this carefully again I, I, um it says if anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with sound teaching of our lord jesus christ and with now watch this and with the teaching that promotes godliness see one one of the signs, if you will, or indicators that you have healthy, solid doctrine. It's not just some academic thing for you. If your core belief is legit and you're receiving it right, it's going to produce change in your life. It's good. You're going to be godliness. You're going to find yourself imitating God in his ways more. Okay. Godliness. And so, again, that's one of the things that healthy doctrine does. And if you don't have good doctrine or good core, biblical core beliefs, you're going to produce something other than godliness. It might have a form of it, but it's not the real thing. And it could be, who knows what it could be. And you'll find yourself frustrated with yourself and all that kind of stuff. So you don't want to do that. Biblical core beliefs protect me from pride. Um, all right, before we move on to the next one, anything else, Chris? Hey, are you going to have to edit? Do you need to edit what I just said? No, that's fine. I, okay. I saw a leading, leading theologian in this country, leading theologian. I mean, I don't think he's a leading theologian. I think he's crazy. But people respect this guy. Dunk on a COVID-19 widower. Like the guy said, hey, you know, this is my wife. She died of COVID-19. Maybe you shouldn't be, you know, making fun of this. And he just lit into the person. I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's head knowledge. But it's definitely not expressing itself in, in his life. And that's just, right. that's, uh, that is what the Bible would call a dead faith. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is that uh, talking about 
cases like that. If you got good doctrine, like doctrine of God, doctrine of Jesus, Holy Spirit, doctrine of humanity, um, you're going to find that you don't have to criticize people. You don't, they don't have to start where you are and you are completely fine starting where they are in the conversation. Uh, I mean, and I'm going to say something that's going to be crazy and it's probably going to, yeah, this is one of those things that I, we used to have a staff member at Genesis church. I will not mention his name. That of used to keep a list of members we've ever had. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And he calls himself a friend. Okay. So yeah. anyway, uh, anyway, uh, Ben, he would keep a uh, list of crazy things I would say, and this might make the list. Um, I'm, I, I believe based on looking at Jesus and, and, and seeing how doctrine is affecting me and what I see with, uh, you are go always going to be bothered by sin, okay, in the world, all right? But you're going to find yourself not bothered by the way you used to be, okay? Because here's the deal. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Some people, some believers, man, they act like they're enemies of sinners. You follow what I'm saying? And they, and, uh, and I find that good doctrine, when you understand humanity, why people sin, that we're all broken and we all need grace and mercy and forgiveness. And the Bible talks about how to overlook the faults of others. No, 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 it goes. Uh, it affects how you treat others and how you talk about them. I find that the more, uh, the, the more I grow in the word um, and, and my life and doctrine are constantly meshing over the years, you know, and God's doing his thing. I get, I don't, I just don't get frustrated with people like I used to. Right. I mean, I think you mentioned that the other. Yeah, I, I'm the same um, way. Yeah. yeah um, because I'm finding that the great grace and mercy seems to prevail more than irritation and agitation. Uh, okay. So uh, are we on number three? Is that where we're at? Yep, that's where we're okay. at. That's All right. So we're, at. we're talking about benefits, impacts of having good, healthy core beliefs. Uh, so, and number three is biblical core beliefs help me encourage others. Um, so truth has the power to set people free. All right. So the right truth at the right time can uplift and motivate and inspire, even if it stings a little bit, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be words where it's all nice and warm and fuzzy and words of encouragement like most people think of sometimes words of encouragement sting a little bit but we know it's for our good you know and people are loving us by correcting us and stuff um so uh when paul was describing uh the kind of church leader a, a church needs he listed several qualities and one of those qualities included an attitude that held tightly to God's word. And uh, the reason is this, and this is in Titus chapter one, verse nine. And Paul says, so that he will be able both to encourage with sound teaching, that's that core beliefs, that's that doctrine, to encourage with sound teaching and to refute those who contradict it. Okay, so there is something about... <clears throat> doctrine and core beliefs that help us to encourage and correct uh, others when necessary. Now, let, let me be careful here. I have known some people who feel like they are the doctrine 
police. Okay. Man, if you say anything that is not accurate according to them, they want to go into a lecture and correct you immediately and tell you why. And it's like it becomes a theological dissertation on you, you know. And uh, that's not what this is talking about. You know, you're supposed to lovingly do it. I mean, we see Jesus doing this with Nicodemus when he's having that conversation. It's a conversation. And Jesus is just helping Nicodemus work through some of his theological issues and his doctrinal issues. Uh, but they're designed. I mean, when you understand the doctrine, you understand how you will understand how to encourage people when they're asking those big questions that you used to have. And, uh, and you're able to share the word with them and uh, walk them through it. Uh, before I go into something else, Chris, you got, you got anything on that? Yeah. So you're talking about, um, encouraging people and and some of that um he says so that he will be able to both or both to encourage with sound teaching and refute those who contradict it like you said um and part of that encouragement comes from truth not from anything man i'm seeing lightning out your window and lightning out my window and it's just everywhere yeah and, he, and, and the audience may hear thunder on my Who microphone knows, here i mean because it's knows. thundering and lightning and everything yeah it's going crazy right now but um part of that encouragement in truth comes down to good doctrine because um for example uh i have two kids if one of them came down with a very serious illness um, and you wanted to talk to me about it. Good doctrine would say, God will use this situation to glorify himself, you know, but we will pray for healing and we will have faith in healing. Bad doctrine, you would come to me and say, if you have enough faith and you pray hard enough, he's going to be healed no matter what. And, and the difference between good doctrine and bad doctrine, there's the good doctrine is always true. Um, even if, you know, worst case scenarios happen, God has used this situation to bring glory to himself and God's, you know, um, something's been able to happen because of this. And, and, and sometimes the reason this stuff happens is just because we live in a broken world, but the bad doctrine has lasting effects because at that point, you know, if worst case scenarios happen, it's because I didn't have enough faith and I didn't pray hard enough. And so at some point, you know, good doctrine is always true and therefore always encouraging. Bad doctrine is only sometimes true and therefore can lead to discouragement or more pain. Um, so part of that, that good doctrine for encouragement, um, the reason for that is because it's always true and always encouraging. Well, you know, um, another example of like bad doctrine that can be misleading and that, but appears to be encouraging, mm -hmm. which is really not, that is, is that, okay. So, um, I, I know this one guy, he, uh, he believes in universal salvation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So what that means is, okay, this is a false doctrine. What, what I'm about to tell you, uh, universal salvation means that, uh, by his definition, universal salvation means that when Jesus died on the cross, he saved everybody. No faith required. He just 
He paid the price for everybody to go to heaven, which means nobody's going to go to uh, hell. There, you know, doesn't matter what you believe or what you trust. It doesn't matter what religion you're a part of. Um, Jesus, just as Adam brought sin into the world, Jesus took it out for everybody. You know, there's no faith required. Okay, so that, man, you know, be honest with you, that would be great. I mean, that sounds easier. It would be a lot easier, you know. Me and you might be out of a job, man. I mean, we you would know, be, yeah, that's we right. We pastored to be able to help people, you know, come to yeah. know Christ. And so. Yeah. And, but when you start thinking through, I mean, it sounds good. And, and that's what I think emotionally a lot of people want. And that, because right. it feels good. But okay, so then let's take a look at the Bible. The Bible talks about spreading the good news. Well, why to spread the good news? It doesn't matter if you know it or not. I mean, if, if that universal salvation is true. I mean, we're all going to go to heaven. Just enjoy life while you're here. Do do whatever, man. And, um, you know, and so, I mean, there's a lot of other issues we can go into that. But again, that's false doctrine that, that I mean, it's just not true. And it doesn't, it may have the appearance of encouragement, but it's not real true encouragement in the biblical sense of encouraging you in the way that God wants you to be encouraged. And so again, good doctrine will help you to encourage people with truth that sets people free. And, uh, and the devil, man, he would love for you to just believe whatever and, you know, and not really support the kingdom of God and, and what, and, and what Jesus is trying to do. Uh, let's see here. Let's move on to number four, unless you got something else. Nope. You got five minutes. We can do this. Ooh-wee. All right. Uh, so number four, biblical core beliefs protect you from, harmful beliefs. Now, we've already kind of been talking about this a little bit. And um, again, if you believe wrong, you will behave wrong, okay? If you believe wrong, you're going to give bad advice uh, and all that kind of stuff. You're going to give bad godly counsel. You don't want to do that. So you want to have a biblical foundation. So let's take a look at what the Bible says about this. Okay, so uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. I want to make some comments about this. I want to read it. I'll make some comments. So you might want to look at this later and study this out a little bit. So, all right. So Paul is writing and he says this, Colossians chapter two, verse six. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, so he's talking to believers, you must continue to follow him. Okay. You're going to add to your faith. You're going to grow. You're going to keep spiritual growth, development. That's what he's talking about. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong. Here it is. In the truth you were taught, core beliefs, doctrine, theology. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let, now listen to this, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Now, here's the deal. You're going to hear all kinds of beliefs out there about creation, evolution, mankind, you know, whether we're all good, all bad, uh, heaven, hell, you're going to hear different views about salvation. You're going to hear some uh, even strange, you're going to have strange, hear strange things about Jesus himself that people have put out there. You're going to hear different versions of God 
from different religions and on and on it goes. You're going to hear about how you don't need God or God is a figment of your imagination. Or religious is a crutch and on and on it goes. And, um, um, and, and, and you're going to be tempted through your own reasoning and, and to walk away from sound teaching and truth that brings about transformation and thankfulness. And so, uh, biblical core beliefs protect you from harmful beliefs. Okay. And I'm not at this point, I'm really not talking about harmful beliefs that you got from the Bible. I'm talking about harmful beliefs that you picked up out there somewhere, you know, uh, like empty philosophies, high sounding nonsense, you know, um, the spiritual powers of this world in the way that, that, that they think. And so, um, and you're going to be tempted to be pulled away. Now, with that said, um, Okay, so I don't like giving names out of people who have done bad things, and I'm not going to do it, <laughs> okay? But there is, there's a couple of guys, I think they're hilarious. They have a huge YouTube following, including me. I mean, they do some funny stuff. Um, they're very intelligent. They're very smart. And here recently, within the last year, they finally made it public that they used to be evangelical Christians. They were part of crew back on the college and um, and they did some like ministry stuff, Christian stuff, and they uh, believed the Bible like stuff, but now they have walked completely away from that. And, uh, and they have just, I mean, basically come out of the, I don't want to say atheist, but agnostic closet. And, um, and it's very disappointing, but when they walk through their reasoning, Okay, when, they, when I listen to them and they walk through their reasoning of why they have abandoned this, uh, it was because of empty philosophies, high-sounding nonsense. And the, I mean, that's what, the, when you listen to their reason, that's what they do. And so uh, very disappointing with that, very discouraging on that end, And because I really like these guys. And uh, now, they, again, they don't teach theology on their YouTube thing. I mean, it's just, it's fun and games. I mean, they're just entertaining. Uh, but for this one thing that they did I, i'm just they're i'm concerned that they're going to lead a lot of people in the wrong direction especially you know a lot of those who look up to them uh, uh, but how our biblical core beliefs protect you from harmful beliefs and that's why we have got to go through these core doctrines core beliefs and teach uh, believers you know the solid stuff all right what you got chris yeah core beliefs are the the foundation that you build your house of faith on right um, if you build a shoddy foundation, the house is going to come down at some point. And, and so if you build your faith on bad beliefs, you know, so you build your faith on God will do the things I want. If I have faith and pray hard enough, um, eventually you're going to get tired of God, not doing everything you want and your faith is going to start to be shaken. And so very important that that yeah good core beliefs protect us from um from harm so well yeah uh before we wrap it up i want to read two verses and then we'll call it quits because that probably won't put us at 35 40 minutes or something like that sure sure why not <laughs> <laughs> so um all right if you're taking notes and you're want to look at some of the stuff later i'm going to give you two more ver uh, bible verses to look up and think about hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 uh says this solid food 
Okay, so the context, solid food, he's speaking about God's word, good theology, doctrines, core beliefs, all right? Solid food is for those who are mature. You know, because we all start off on the milk of the word, and as we grow in the word, it gets meatier and meatier. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Good doctrine does that. Again, so, um, and that part of that training is not just academic training. It's that's getting the word, getting the doctrine, and going through life, okay? And God's going to train you as you go through life that, you know, on some things. So Hebrews 5, 14, check that out. One more verse. So in Mark 12, Jesus was asked a question about marriage and the afterlife. Uh, listen carefully to part of his answer in verse 24. He said, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. The reason they didn't know the answer themselves to their question was because they didn't know the scriptures and they didn't know the power of God. Listen, the doctrine of scripture and the doctrine of God would have answered their question. And so, um, Go check that out. But I want to tell you, all through the Bible, when you start looking for the emphasis on biblical core beliefs and, and doctrine, you find it everywhere. And uh, Jesus and the disciples uh, in the New Testament, they're constantly hammering it out, hammering out and encouraging us to know uh, the major doctrines uh, of the Bible. Powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, so next week, um, talking about the doctrine of Scripture for the next two weeks, actually, I think. Is that right? Yeah, with Dr. Yeah. Bradley, or, not B Barker, Dr. Bradley. Yes. Yeah, so uh, doctrine of Scripture for the next two weeks, I believe. But um, send us your questions. Is the whole Bible true? What about different Bible translations? Where do we get the Bible? What about books that aren't in the Bible that maybe people said were in the Bible? Uh, there's a ton of questions out there. Get those to us because we want to answer them. Yeah. All right, till next time.